0: What's up, everyone? Before we begin, I want to talk about our sponsor, and that is Patch Junkie Shop. So, Patch Junkie Shop is an Etsy shop that sells uniquely designed patches. Their stock includes everything from military-style morale patches to designs that reference popular culture. They also sell patch-related stuff like patch mats and patch bags to stick your patches to. So, if you go onto their website, it is www.patchjunkieshop.com. Enter the promo code Salumis for 10% off of your order. That is S-A-L-U-M-I-S-T and instantly get 10%. These guys are they're the real deal and they're based out of Delaware. It's cool. Things about them is that they are all about offering quality items. Uh, they care about their supporters. They hand pack orders and thank each and every person for their support and for their purchase. They also care about the world. They reduce waste to do their part to prevent deforestation and offset their carbon footprint during shipping. And then they support conservation efforts. These guys aren't scumbags. Let's be real. They're actually doing more, more than most of us are to be able to, you know, leave a good impact on this earth. So send some love their way. Go onto their website. Buy some stuff. And when you do buy something, again, use our promo code. That's SALUMIST S A L U M I S T for 10% off of your order. Ah, finally. We are back and we are getting to talk something going down the rabbit hole. Guys, I live for these episodes. I'm so excited to be able to talk about this stuff today. We jump on tons of different things. We go over politics. We talk about lizzo we talk about economics all sorts of stuff that deal with black history month and just the black culture in general i hope you guys enjoy this one this is me mark and chris going at it today just enjoy it have some fun with this one Uh, we had a good time i learned a lot it really opened up some more doors for me as far as being able to create more content so i hope you guys feel the same enjoy it and always give us some feedback
1: He said uh, to him that day on stage, man, he had one. remember when they we were on some sort of uh, fundraiser or something, and Bush wish for something to Obama, and Obama bust out laughing while Clinton's giving a speech. I, I can't, can't remember. There ain't no guy he to about Michelle
0: because Bush will, is—he's willing to throw it all away from Michelle. Well,
1: yeah. It, yeah, he's charmed to death, but that's typical Southern country boy. Yeah. and black women—that's that's not new at all. I've yeah. seen that. Not to—I don't know. I'm not saying taken away from because she your a your bad statement age. just now. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like, but that charm is expected. Southern Southern white men have a theme for black women. Yeah, like, but like, like it's not a mystery. Mm-hmm. Like. We they were next to them. The, the relationship between black women and s- s- specifically southern white men it was a like mammy type shit. Like, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's, it's as rich as our relationship to white men, black black men. Like they were they were taking care of them, yeah, you know, breastfeeding baby. All the, you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. So like that part, I don't know why people make a big deal out like of that. Michelle's glowingly charming, mm-hmm. and then he's a he's a country boy from Texas, so. He, you know, and he, he, was the, he was the original yeah.
2: Teflon Dom. So <laughs> like, do you think okay. he was? Yeah, man, he couldn't be held accountable for nothing he did. And, and they Dick Cheney was the original
0: sh- Teflon. I, well, no,
2: because he was well, the, he was the puppeteer. Yeah. But the motherfucker that was out front, like getting yeah. all the arrows shot at him. Oh yeah, and still yeah.
1: getting missed was old. Go- hey, hey, hey <laughs> Bush. I, I always <laughs> like George. Man, he just has a. I think he has a warm heart. I know we thought he was the devil, and it was fun to like you know, beat up on him and now with Trump we're like, man, we wish we had Bush back. But isn't that crazy? That's yeah, totally it's crazy. Right. But but
2: I can't hear that. In my always saw
1: me the, I can I'm hear always They just all turned you guys up here. Keep going. George, it's like I don't know. Someone said that he was never ever wanting to be in the Illuminati. He never, he just was a Bush and he had to carry out some work for his, for the family name. But he was like a chill drink beer, eat nachos with Mexican kind of rich. Dude. Yeah. That's what people always said about George. He wasn't like on into that shit, but. And he wanted to make like, his daddy proud. Well, yeah, yeah. He had to put in some, he had to put in some, some work for, for the Bush name. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. He, he struck me as that way too. I don't think he was like interested in the global politics. And so I think he's a more laid back guy. Not making excuses for him or something, but. It's interesting to think about the human being for me. It's just as interesting to think about the human being as it is, you know, their um, administrative history, the history of the administration, what they did and what they didn't do good and all that. I don't know. I just, I don't know. He seems like a a cool, nice person. He seems like he has kind eyes. Mm -hmm. George Bush doesn't seem evil to me. And that's the thing. It makes
2: you, it makes you really think about how like, when you hear president and what a president does in the framework, like the textbook definition of president, yeah. you think of something very specific. But it, when you look at George Bush or you look at any any number of presidents, like w- with a meaningful magnifying glass, you see that a presidency is not just any one thing in particular, because I I think it's safe to say Amongst us, and then pretty much anybody else that'd be listening, that George Bush wasn't making too many damn decisions. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. there in place because he was a good brand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, See, it, the Donald Trump situation is a little bit bewildering because I'm like, this motherfucker yeah. writes checks that... His ass may or may not be able to cash. Like he puts that shit the fuck out there. And I'm like, how much of this is him and how much is this, you know, part of a larger plan that involves him?
1: That's why Mm. I wanted to believe early on that the Clintons put him in there. I was so unwilling to believe that it was that easy for him to get in there. I, mm -hmm, I just thought it was all controlled and you didn't get in there unless some super powerful money banker, global banker, you know, yeah. type of people orchestrated and and you had some some goals to to meet, you know. It, it's funny I, I don't you know, say man. that. Maybe voting does count, but I don't know. Maybe voting maybe voting is all that matters. Well, it's funny you
0: say that because uh you see the the guy on the democratic ticket Bloomberg who is doing the same thing, sort of yeah. flying his way in and somehow is on the stage. He's you got know?
2: these radio ads where he's <laughs> like, let me tell you, I am the only yeah, candidate yeah. up here that has a tangible plan to reinvigorate historically <laughs> black schools and colleges, which are suffering right now. This motherfucker is saying this shit legit yeah, on the radio after the accusations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's got a long... Well documented history of yeah. of saying some questionable oh, yeah. shit. And oh, that yeah. is devoid of him being the one to implement stop and frisk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I he came like it almost seemed like out of nowhere. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He fought his that's way
0: into, into the election. Yeah. He is, it, it, is it true that really he said really? that Clinton would be his running mate? Are you for real? I know you post it, but is it for is it for real that he said that?
2: I well, I didn't hear it, but I read it. All right. I want yeah. to look
0: that up because
2: it was no, funny. And he didn't and even the article I shared said that that she wouldn't for sure be his running mate. Yeah, it could be. He alluded to like, well, I'm not opposed to that shit. <laughs> and then an article takes it and and spins it. That yeah. it very much could be that just as much. And as that's anything. what
1: scares me. Bill and Hillary scared the crap out of me. Oh, I would. Man. I would never do this fight with them.
2: Look, when you see pictures of these well-established fucking human beings, this old money type cast, mm-hmm. like these ain't new money, motherfuckers. New money act different, you know. Yeah, new money just acts different. Like you get together at a golf scramble with a bunch of motherfuckers that's got new money. Yeah. They like somebody gonna be drunk. Somebody gonna get in a fist fight. <laughs> like this shit going to happen. But when old money gets together and does the golf scrambles and shit like that, there's a very implicit understanding that they have converging self-interest. So you've got all these pictures of the Clintons and uh, Giuliani, Giuliani Bloomberg and, Trump. and Bloomberg and Trump Tons of pictures of them back in the day, kicking it. You can't tell me that all of a sudden, especially when Hillary called young black men, super predators, not too terribly long ago. Mm -hmm. And also said that she truly believes that marriage is an institution between a man and a woman, one man and one woman. You can't tell me that, that that bitch has so profoundly stepped into our new social climate and been like, no, I was wrong all along. And, and I'm going in my direction. You go in, and you'll I don't, don't, don't want to throw
0: think, people away for for not, having thoughts like that. I'm and, not and throwing changing. Them away,
2: but I just I find she been thrown away for me. Yeah. I, I'm saying like I ain't never trusted none of these motherfuckers, yeah. so it's not like when I voted. I voted I held my nose and voted for Hillary Clinton and not because I believed in any that she was going to do anything other than what the establishment does. I did it because of the accountability element, because Mm -hmm. I feel like I can publicly eviscerate the motherfucker that's supposed to represent me and be taken way more seriously than if I publicly eviscerate somebody
0: I didn't vote for. Where do you think the uh, as far as politics go, then the black vote kind of sits on that. Oh because for some reason, what is
2: it? Sixteen point
0: eight percent of the population is black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say 17 percent. But yeah, it's roughly 17. Maybe the, the vast majority votes Democrat. Oh, yeah. The vast Old majority. Democrato. The vast majority loves the Clintons. Yeah. You know. And that because that motherfucker seem... been
2: pandering to black folks since way back. Remember when he got yeah. on Arsenio Hall and played the fucking yeah, played uh, the saxophone. saxophone?
0: Yeah, I remember. That. And then said that he's like, "Yeah, I inhaled." Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little weed. There. No, he, he, no, he said he didn't
2: inhale. He said that he hit it, but he didn't inhale. Oh, okay. Barack Obama, it's however, like, was asked a question: yeah. did, did, "Have you ever tried weed?" And he said, "Yes." And he said, well, "Did you inhale?" And he said, "Well, I thought that was the point." Yeah, and I was like, "This man right <laughs> yeah. here, I like this brand," even though yeah. I don't believe that you have my best interests at heart of who you work for does
0: i like your brand what's the so i think a good question i know we had like a different topic but what is the point for blacks to be invested in politics if it doesn't seem to work out well for us at no matter who's in power
2: well i think asking the question of uh why why does it serve the black community to be I'm being objective when I ask this as well. It involved in politics when it hasn't worked in the black community's interests in Mm -hmm. the past. Um, I think that before we even ask that question, we really have to deconstruct a whole lot of mechanisms that are associated with why the political system doesn't serve Black people to begin with. Because the short answer to me is that Black folks should be the most politically involved human beings in the United States. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. With between the history, the aptitude, um, it, it could be an element, very much an element of solidarity. And honestly, if if you look at the recent past mm-hmm. and I say the recent past attempts by black folks to kind of foster solidarity within their community on the mm-hmm. basis of political lines, which oftentimes tend to lean socialist. Yeah. Black folks in general, it like they they may see the word socialist and not it not it'd be the boogeyman still at this point, And they love the Clintons. That yeah. may be the fucking case. But socialistic ideals tend to to be more in the same wheelhouse yep. as um,
0: what groups like the Black Panther movement. Yeah. You know, the funny thing I would uh, and I don't know if I said if I talked about this on an episode or not, but I like to read different historians takes on on alternate history, like what ifs. And so one of the things that a lot of them agree on is that if the South had won the Civil War, obviously the the blacks that lived in the north would have and the, the North in general would have would have swung very, very towards socialism, very much so towards socialism. And that it's it's funny that you say that, because you're right. I think that the community does share a lot of views that fall in line with what is modern day socialism and too many people are confusing this shit with communism and, and other stuff oh, and, like that. And, and, and I oh, don't know why bitch, that happens
2: well, because there's a deliberate bid to do that shit. Like yeah. Trump, Trump will arbitrarily throw it out and Bloomberg fucking tossed it yeah. out at the last debate. Yeah. He, he not yeah. even implied. He's just straight up referred to, uh, bernard's brand of political leaning yeah, I like yeah because me and him are cool like it <laughs> bernard's a brand of political leaning as communism and mm. bernie sanders was like that's a low blow yeah he even said that I shit but that. I, who do you who do y'all think why why are we talking about it and we can get back on topic who sure do
0: y, who do y'all think won this last debate i didn't watch it um i did twice i thought I thought it was very close in my opinion between uh, Warren and uh, uh, and Sanders so it was a very close tie
2: well that's the thing is Sanders has been a clear front runner through Mm -hmm. this whole fucking thing so there's no like I was talking to someone about this and she was like she was like, "Well, Bernie didn't really do anything this this last debate." And I was like, "He didn't have to. It was like overextending yourself in a situation where you're already ahead. Save that ammunition for later on when you need that push. You don't need to kick the nose in when you're already leading the pack. Just maintain, maintain, maintain." And I think he did that. Even if he took second, but Warren was going around swinging the battle axe.
0: You have I, to in her position. Yo,
2: she was she was obliterating people in the entire what is it what, called a dais the entire dais mm-hmm. of, of motherfuckers that were up there were just destroying bloomberg like
0: mm-hmm. everybody was up there to destroy bloomberg uh they, they, but but that was a that was an absolute strategy though because the dude bought his way in oh and yeah they were they were nipping that 100 percent. and it's it was interesting in in the 2016 election when trump bought his way in and then his way to get everyone was just going straight, running dozens on people. I mean, that's literally what he was doing. He's like, look at your small hands. And people are like, well, that's not how we debate. And then eventually everyone was like, well, shit, we've got to jump on that too. You know, you've got to appeal to the the lesser mindset uh-huh. and, and you've got to talk about that because he didn't know he couldn't hang when it came to talking about the different issues that the other people could. But when you appeal to that reptilian brain, if you will, that many of the many conservatives many uneducated conservatives because there are uneducated people across the board, but the vast majority don't give a shit about politics. Well, and and so
2: Yeah. And you turn the, what, what could be a show where you're operating in the prefrontal cortex, you're yeah. turning it. Pe- people that are being led on by yeah. it, you're turning it into junk food.
0: Yeah, and, when you like, turn, and that's here, what he's good down at here. That's what he's very good at. That's yeah. what his shows, the apprentice that's all junk food. And so when you turn something into that, then it becomes, it becomes very easy because at the end of the day, he knew, that it's not about what he said it's how well he can appeal to everyone so Is he can be absolute? spouting absolute shit and everyone's just like okay Look, just the
2: just the let me say just the presence of twizzlers mm-hmm. sitting on the same tablecloth as caviar and baked brie and water crackers mm-hmm invariably denigrates the presence of the baked brie caviar and water crackers. Just the fact that they is a... Why is there a pack of Twizzlers on here? And then you you get caught up in the fact
0: where did these Twizzlers come from?
2: Ha! Yo, come check out these Twizzlers. That's Donald Trump. (laughs)
0: That's hilarious. And the Twizzlers taste better in my opinion. (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) I thought that but I do think that, like going back to the Democratic um, election, I think they had to take it like that to sort of get him out of there and he's he's done enough of the damage. They've uncovered a bunch of stuff, you know, and now it's been un, it's been uncovered that he used prison labor to make a lot of his phone calls and all that kind of stuff. So no one's really worried about Bloomberg anymore. You could your money could only take you so far.
2: Well, and you know what, you noticed there aren't any uh brown or black faces up here this year. No. You know why?
0: Did you ever wonder why? I I mean it, for me, it just seemed like they just I didn't think anyone else's ideas were, were great enough
2: nah, they you give them too much of benefit of the doubt, man. This is branding as much as anything. OK, you got to think a whole bunch of them people that are up there. Uh, a couple of them horses are running for the same team mm-hmm. two, couple, three, oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, them horses are all e- e- in that race for the same entities. Yeah. Um, like Buddha Judge. Buddha Judge is the establishment, but he's smooth, cool-daddy establishment. He's even got like an Obama-esque cadence and rhythm to his voice. Yeah. The way he delivers. Yeah. But he has to do it in this like uh this almost robotic um gay white boy and i there's no gay to the way he presents himself no, don't no. get me wrong that's the, the insulating factor that facilitates some yeah. modicum he of has credibility to be
0: on because he's gay he because he knows everyone is going to use that against correct him, but if he is african-american african-american community hell
2: yeah but but however but if he is on and when he does deliver motherfuckers love a yeah. monster that comes out of nowhere on them. Yeah. Like, they, at a certain point, a lot of people will be like, even people who don't like gay people, they'll be like, damn, yeah, this motherfucker's bad. And you got to give him
0: credit where in it's in the through. intelligence community. They back him. Oh, yeah. Because he was a naval intelligence officer. So, yeah, I thought that that part is interesting and then, with uh, him.
2: Kobluchar, I don't even know what to think. Klobuchar. Klobuchar. I, yeah, I don't know how to say her name. Yeah, Where'd
0: I, she come from? Uh, she, damn,
1: I could have told you.
0: Where's she? Oh, she's, isn't she
1: from New Hampshire? What about, what about, um, Cenk Uger? What you guys know who Cenk Uger is? No, are you making up? Here? Yeah, I, no, Cenk Uger from the Young Turks.
0: Oh, I've I like, that channels on YouTube TV, I haven't watched too much of it. I, I know, I know yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about.
1: Uh, he's running for. Is he really? What ticket? Uh, well, not for president. He's running in California for a governor. I don't know, senator or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. He's, he's uh, got the Wolf Pack and wants to get money out of politics. And really, I think he's yeah, I think he's pretty.
2: But that pretty legit. What magazine was it? It was. It's a pretty uh well-known publication that endorsed both both uh, Amy and Elizabeth. I don't know. Well, endorse both of them. So they there's some fascinating sociological shit going on with this election, but normally the Democrats always have somebody that's noticeably ethnic.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Always. And I don't mean in behavior, just in appearance. Andrew Yang was the most ethnic cat yeah. that was up there. Why did he
1: drop out all of a sudden? Or was it not all of a sudden? It was, money. Yeah,
2: he didn't have the money, and, and with him not having I mean, it didn't like he was pulling any worse than a lot of the people are still in it. He just didn't have the finances for it. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. he was. This a- is where you really ramp up. Your war chest has to be on like on God mode, like coming up yeah. now because this is where everyone's going to really start dumping a lot of their funds. But he- like that's how you saw. Bloomberg during the his opening, if you want to call it, opening week or two weeks, he dropped four hundred and fifty million dollars on ads mm-hmm. like Bonker. that's Bonkers, dude. Bonkers. Like the amount of money he spent. They said that that was more than Obama's entire election camp, like his yeah. election process. I mean, it's it's insane how much money that these people have.
2: Well, and, and that's what the bizarre thing is with this is like is is Bloomberg is he a Trojan horse for the establishment too? Is he incentivized by some there, group
0: of people? I don't think there's no, there's a Trojan horse thing about it. He, he is the establishment. But right? that's
2: what, but that's what I'm saying is that you have the establishment. Okay. Mm-hmm. The same singular entity that might have some variation across, but have converging self-interest. So we mm-hmm. refer to, to it as the establishment. Um, Mayor Pete. Mm-hmm. Obviously, establishment candidate mm-hmm. Joe Biden. Obviously, establishment candidate. Okay. So, is I guess Bloomberg is the uh, the curveball establishment candidate. Like, yo, let's pull this motherfucker out of left field mm-hmm. as like oh, the yeah. Mothra to Bernie Sanders. Yeah, like let's let's pull some votes. Let's pull as many votes away from this motherfucker as we can. Okay. So that's what I mean by having multiple horses in the race, and that th- th- yeah. this is overwhelmingly marketing for that shit. But yeah. there was not a, a brown or black face one, and I'm like, I wonder why the Democrats didn't do that. And I was like, they're planning ahead. It's like you know, Obama had two terms. Yeah, they're like, we'll wait a little bit. We'll wait till maybe next election. Mm-hmm. Say say Trump wins again. We'll wait until next election and then we'll have, you know, a black
0: candidate or some shit like that. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's that's all very hypothetical. But again, I think that if
0: if Trump does not win there, there will be if Trump does not win and Sanders does win, there will be years upon years upon years of straight Democratic presidents the entire time. Like, I, I, I would, I think, would like, imagine. I yes. think that that as as someone who can 100% objectively look at both parties like Trump has ruined the, he's ruined the Republican party. Yeah. Like, and, and by ruined, I mean like ruined the establishment Republican party and people in that party do not know how to act. Yeah. The GOP is dead. That, that's what I think. I think it's that it's going to have to come through. It's going to have to experience the same type of, um, revolution, if you will, that the other, um, the other parties and stuff like that are going through or that the other party is going through there's going to be a bunch of sanders type people that are going to jump through i could even see someone like um um some of these other personalities what's his name who's the short jewish guy um ben shapiro do you, have you heard i can him yeah, I, I, I can see yeah see people like Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, people like that stepping up and kind of making some kind of a bid. I just, I just see some kind of a revolution happening. Oh yeah. He's Canadian, but uh, I see some kind of a revolution happening within the GOP over time that, that, and then because right now here's the biggest thing with the democratic party is there is the, and, and here's the place where I feel that a lot of african americans are is that the democratic party right now it is there's a changing of the guard going on the young people are really really coming together and and i hope that they're coming together um and they're showing they're showing the party or at least the establishment. They're like, OK, your method is not working anymore. Let's try some other mindsets. I think younger people, ideas like socialism are is much more appealing because there are certain things that are happening with them. These guys are entering like it's all been been recorded and talked about that the younger generations are at a point now where it's going to be extremely hard for them to make more money than their parents did. This is going to be the generation that's going to wind up in shitloads of debt. There's going to be all kinds of crippling depression, all kinds of stuff like that. So you're going to want systems like that. And so right now it's got to fight itself. And I think that the the spot where African-Americans to keep this, in my opinion, to, keep, to kind of extend this a little bit on, on black people is that I feel that that African-Americans have not been properly taken care of politically. And now you have these young kids out there. It's like, I don't think that they're, I don't know if they believe in that youth movement that's kind of coming on because what I see most of is like the kids that are the, and I want to say kids, but the people that are the most like, outspoken in my opinion i i lump them in with the people that have gone into low SES black communities and turned them into coffee shops and gentrified all that you know all the people out of there and yeah. all the different neighborhoods and they turn it into like cute little hipster type spots and the, the black who just keep getting pushed out and i see that same type of thing happening the same kind of
2: folks that will throw kobe away for yeah. the sex abuse shit and
0: not have a problem with david bowler yeah Exactly. So that's what that's where I feel there's going to be a little bit of a problem in the future.
2: Well, and that that is kind of the I don't see race crowd a little Uh, bit, like a
0: ton of them. man.
2: But also in that same crowd, you have you have some hyper diligent, like, save your ass white people, too. Sure. That I think... (laughs) Uh, A byproduct of candidates pandering to black folks is that you encapsulate certain demographics of white folks Mm -hmm. as well. If you see a candidate that their policy platform is built around like, okay, I'm going to reinvigorate black schools or whatever. I think that that has a a propensity to kind of draw in some peripheral white folks. At the same time, it's not it's not just when you do something for the black community, it doesn't just ring true to the black community, yeah, you know, yeah. um, but it's in the same in the same breath. Obviously, if you do something specifically for the black community and there's a bunch of poor ass downtrodden white people that work their ass off mm-hmm. and don't have shit to show for it, those people going to continue to vote for Trump because
0: mm-hmm.
2: they're like. Well, that's More why I you
1: think can make that it. The, whatever those things are that need to be specifically done for the black community have to be done by the black community. Mm-hmm. And then, every, then it's okay. And that, that doesn't, that doesn't cut anyone else out or, or create a um, meta marginalization, you know, that as a side effect, you know, of doing something for the black community, doing something for herself because otherwise it won't work. Otherwise you're going to get one of those other, Backfiring things to yeah. happen, you know. So um, I don't know what it looks like, but man. do you see it kind of backfiring, like the way that I was kind of explaining
0: it? Does that make sense? Where mm-hmm. well, okay, so you obviously you live in Nashville, yeah, where you see a lot of the yes, the very very liberal, like I, I yes, keep on say hipster. So yes. go into poor communities and turn it into something. Yes. Gentrification. Yeah. Doing? So sure. I see a political gentrification happening within the Democratic Party where I see black, oh, black people yeah. getting pushed out. It's neoliberalism.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's happening. Yeah. Now I see what you're saying. Absolutely. That's happening. And that's to be expected. I'm still of the mind that are uh, that black people as a political political politic, Politics in America or effective politics in America to me looks like the GOP. They're going crazy now. They're getting fat and and eating themselves in a wit, in a bit, in a way. But, um, you have to have, before you can have the type of solidarity that makes for effective politics, you gotta have your mind. Mm. We don't have our mind. So that common, uh, What did you say earlier, Chris? Come and go that the people are Converging Self-in- Yeah. It does it doesn't we don't have that in the African American community. It's just it's just individualism of the wrong kind and collectivism only in useless outrage. But we are isolated, we're just like in survival mode all the time. And so we don't make any household sacrifices to the greater body politic, we don't do it. So we don't stand a chance. And I don't know what's going to have to happen or when it's going to change over for us. It may be end up being those those uh, groups of people that are appropriating what was once associated with African-American minorities, the, whatever piece of the Democratic pie that was. Uh-huh. Maybe it'll be those people to do it. But. We don't look like we're going in a direction to wake up, if See, you will. And, and this it. is why I thought that Andrew Yang
0: was such a good candidate because because of his one thousand dollar solution, thousand yeah. dollars a month. I've thought and it's it's a thing of it makes me think of I think it was an episode you said where everyone wouldn't hate Jeff Bezos if he gave everyone a couple thousand dollars or something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. You think completely different uh-huh. when you're it's it's easy to, or it's hard to think about making changes in your community when you don't have any fucking money. Yeah, it's hard to want to invest in your community. It's Hard to want to do anything. It's hard to want to do anything when you don't have money. Yeah,
2: because so, at best you go lay low and eat exactly. what you got around the house and try to. And yeah, we've so been,
0: that's there. I it's, oh, it's been yeah, there. I thought definitely. Yeah, that's why I thought it's it's the idea is out there enough, but fuck, it, it makes sense. Like if if we weren't thinking about money, if we weren't thinking yeah. about. Just paying but that alone, that $1,000 can take care of people's bills all right there. Imagine the amount of brain power you now have. You can't have self-actualize. You can Exactly.
2: You can't self-actualize. That's yeah. why
0: I was so high on the guy, man. Because yeah. I think that that could have... That's just such a... And when he said that this won't cost as much as the other programs that are out there, mm-hmm. then that makes even more sense. And I was talking to some other people about this uh, when I was saying... When they were talking about sanders uh medicare for all or you know healthcare for everyone and stuff like that and i did the, the thing that i was saying was that i didn't like that that it essentially would force private companies to change theirs because i'm in a position where my benefits are absolutely killer like they're really really good but people had some counter arguments saying hey but imagine being able to pick a job not because of uh the benefits and stuff like that. right and I, and I agree with that. That makes sense. But I still think that the bigger problem than that is that too too many or too many politicians, too many systems are focused on just fixing the symptoms of bad health, not addressing the actual problem of bad health. Yeah, and I said that we need to stop getting so. And this is very prevalent in in the African community. We need to get into the mindset of being way more proactive, having better health programs, more incentives for gym memberships for. All this other kind of stuff. And I said that it I didn't realize the possibilities when it came to good food and access to good resources and all that until I started making a lot more money. Like yep. and I said there is really a problem
1: funny. with that. Yeah, and it's I said really interesting. Massive, massive That connects to that. the thing that I was going to say that I was afraid I couldn't make connect. And only in my mind did it connect, but you just filled in the the gap. Um I'm losing it. Uh, Yeah. When we're going to go, when we want to go correct. Our political proactiveness, we have to write down and measure who or what systems, what parts of the economy benefit from us not being healthy. Yes, we don't we don't ever approach it from that way because, you know, that might make it. They might make it easier for us to prioritize what the next steps looks like, mm-hmm. because you have to ask what's taking so long or why is it so difficult? But um, I think that it's not just a side effect of of history. I think some people it's it's a it's a I think that African-American people in particular are an economy like all oh, on their absolutely. own. Like we we consume a lot of stuff. I'm going to show that, you some text that keeps our down. mentality and our health the same place, and I think that goes across the board for everyone of low SES. The things that you do to sort of cope with that also perpetuate it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and we can easily measure or write, or draw a line to what industries are being held up by that. You know what I mean? Like how much. Orange juice do we buy? Seriously, it's like billions of dollars of orange juice a year to put in our gin Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we can self-medicate. And where do we get the gin from? Well, we we have more liquor stores available to us than we do, you know, fresh fruit markets or farmer's markets. Absolutely. I know we hear people say that all the time, but... I think if we if we measure that and write sort of map that out, it may become clearer mm-hmm. what what sustains uh, our poor political activism.
2: Yeah, and, and I and I say real fucking yeah. fast, and and this is. Typical me bullshit uh, harping on capitalism, but I don't think capitalism is the devil. I think a little bit of capitalism or a whole lot of capitalism is perfectly fine as long as it's mitigated by certain safety features. Mm -hmm. But what's the backbone of capitalism? Supply and demand, right? Yeah. That's that's it's that simple. Correct. So a system that's based on supply and demand stands to benefit from fostering more demand. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. It's an inalienable logical conclusion to come to. So if we're going to apply a capitalist paradigm to something like people's well-being, their, their uh, health, their individual liberty, any number of things, they, we need to, how can we capitalize on that? How can we create a demand, a demand for this medication because this is an issue and there there becomes this interwoven yeah well,
0: i think that it's the,
2: well like you if you eat mcdonald's all it, like yeah. you work a shitty job you hate your life you you go and eat something that that causes a uh an insulin response uh dopamine floods your system you feel good for just a minute you do that shit mm-hmm. all over again if you fuck up once you go to jail and, mm-hmm. and you ain't coming back from that shit like there's this whole interwoven system yeah. whereby the supply and demand is invariably placed upon the individual entity. All liability resides with the individual, but there really isn't any fundamental personal utility that's associated with that.
0: And that is where I think a lot of people yeah. have the problem. And I even, I literally had this discussion with my wife, who's a nurse, and I've had this talk with other people in the medical field. It's that when you have something like Medicare for all or, or healthcare for everyone, universal healthcare, it creates a demand to go, it creates a demand to go for every single thing. And, and, and the way that the healthcare systems are set up is that they aren't they aren't there to educate you and show you what we're wrong. They're just there to fix a problem. So if you don't have the education, you'll just keep coming back. And it just creates a system that then puts a load on the hospitals and the doctor's offices. And then the quality goes down, people are overloaded. And this is what she this is literally from her. She's like, it is so packed in the hospital and we're so understaffed. That there's like you can't provide quality care because it's so bad right now. Yeah. So we need to, I've said that we need to change, and you can ask anyone, you can talk to people in different healthcare realms. A lot of people will treat the hospitals like it's a hotel or something like that. And you just come in and there's right. there's obviously tons of homeless people that are that are in there, you know, and some people will create an emergency to go in just to be able to go in, and that's how fucked up it is because we are not spending the time to teach people and be proactive and show better habits. And I think that there should be programs out there. And no politician has done a good job about this is saying like about being proactive, like teaching people how to garden stuff like that. Having there should be gardens in every single community. People should be knowing Instead how to of you know,
2: lawns. Fuck a lawn. You should be growing squash and shit in that, yeah, that, that space. They, yeah. And cemeteries. Fuck a cemetery.
0: Yeah. There should just be, yeah. yeah. be abomination. It might as well be a landfill. But and I think that they're in growing not just food, but medicines, specifically like natural medicines. Because I think that there's a lot of plant-based stuff that includes weed, that that's everything. Like allow people to grow their stuff. And you'll be able to create or reduce the demand that you would need into those hospitals, into those other systems. And I think over time, it will create a healthier America.
1: Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of, they say that. Chinese doctors don't get paid unless they heal you. No. I don't know how true that is. Have you ever heard that? No, I don't know how true it is, or or what that statement is actually describing. It could be an entire system. Yeah, but um, it would it would seem like there would be a good idea, you know, if businesses that rely on public consumption to a large degree or. Anything like that, I, yeah. uh, public services were just incentivized, you know, to keep their numbers down.
2: And and I think that, honestly, like, you're right. Personal accountability and, like, taking charge of your own shit using knowledge.
0: I, I don't want people to think that I'm being that pick up your bootstraps type thing. No, no, but no. But there just has to be a point where we start saying, I, I did this to myself. I
2: agree. But I don't think, I don't think that we have... We have dismantled certain power structures that are in place that keep the system running the way it is enough for us to use that as a solution yet. I think we're in too deep. In order for us to be like, okay, everybody just take it like even if tomorrow, like literally everybody was like, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to do this. The system would adapt, would figure out a fucking way and it would take advantage. It's just the way that shit fucking works. Like Mark said, there has to be a vested interest created. An economy, an ethical economy has to see an incentive with regard to ethical treatment of the consumer,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think that that's a fundamental element. I don't think that we I, and i I don't often laud capitalism, but I, I'm not one of these that's like, yo, let's throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think that the free market is a beautiful thing and it's fostered a lot of innovation. But it's also created this environment where we used to make a, a stove that would last a hundred and fifty years, a uh, hundred years mm-hmm. or fifty years. We used to make one. Like yeah, GE planned, would make planned you
0: obsolescence.
2: planned obsolescence.
0: Yeah. You yeah.
2: don't think that they've applied that same exact fucking paradigm to well, any number of us, well, to all of us.
0: That's that's it's funny you say that because uh, if you saw like the recent Burger King ad, which is part of that system in my opinion of oh, perpetuate like Yeah, were, they, they, have you seen that new ad? They, oh, they've no, showed a burger. Happened? It's a, a picture aging. of a burger. Yeah, an aging burger that, that that's like It's sitting there in the same spot. It's a jab at McDonald's
2: because there was a mean. It's a jab
0: at themselves because they said we're no longer going to put artificial preservatives and all this other stuff in our food. So this burger should go bad very quickly because that's what it means to have natural food and all that. What I see happening is the prices should go up that's how that's if you're going to be clean, the prices will go up. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's there's a cost of entry into eating clean and eating better. And if all the restaurants can do that, then I think over time, the prices will level out and stuff like that to where it becomes Mm -hmm. more sustainable for people to eat better right now. And I, I had my phone pulled up because what I wanted to show you guys was these text messages that I get of just insanely cheap food, all this 99 cent cheese thing, uh, from Sonic, like all this shit that is so cheap and is so easy to be able to go and get, Yeah. but there's nothing out there for healthy foods because you see like four 99 batch of carrots or something like that. You're like, fuck, there needs to be a, there needs to be something that has to shift to make it so that there it's a bigger incentive. Cause obviously heart disease and cancer is not a big enough incentive for people. Yeah. So what is the benefit for different for communities, especially the black community who suffers from obesity and bad health issues so badly? What can be done politically? I And again, I don't think anything can be done politically because they, they haven't served the communities for years already. So it has to be a level of accountability that the community has to take. Man. But it's boring as fuck to garden. But, but I again, like gardening, but
2: people don't like it. But again, even if the black community all Everybody was just through some serendipitous course of events, able to take individual accountability and gain all the knowledge necessary to facilitate their own nutritional well-being tomorrow. (laughs) It doesn't negate these power structures that are set up Mm -hmm. to commodify human beings, make money off of them. And exploit the fuck out of them. Mm-hmm. So there's still, it isn't going to change the fact that they go to their job and they don't get paid enough money. Yeah. Um. It doesn't change the fact that you can do everything right and still need healthcare. Yeah. A lot of people, and you can do everything wrong and not need motherfucking healthcare. That's the thing is I, I think that honestly, personal accountability regarding this issue is a component, but it's not the largest component. And I think that, that universal health care, as far as humanity is concerned, unless we still on this chimpanzee ass bullshit that that getting health care isn't a fundamental human fucking right. If we still not on that shit, then I know that there's going to be a transitional period. I don't think that there's no point in sitting here and debating like the downside to it of this. Of course, there's going to be a downside because the system itself that's set up currently that benefits from us all being sick and tired and not taking care of ourselves is going to to writhe and and thrash and fucking it, it's it's death throes man like that's just what's going yeah. fucking happen yeah. and and even in its wake it's not going to go fucking peacefully even yeah. even if the that predatory Capitalistic paradigm, and I say predatory capitalistic. I don't believe in throwing out the ca- the free market and capitalism, no. but that predatory element, yeah, I mean even either. as it drifts away, it's still gonna have some elements of "I told you so," mm-hmm. I fucking told you so, and that shit might come back every once in a while. You mm-hmm. might have a flare up of some individuals. It's like, see, back back to the way it was, but. Back- I mean, goddamn, we got motherfuckers it's acting like uh, people realize
0: then, uh, when you reverse changes, how much more money that costs. Oh, to, yes, to,
2: absolutely. And, yeah. and again, like we we live in the United States of America, where the irony is that we we have so much freedom that motherfuckers could go around and cosplay as neo Nazis, yeah, like we got so much freedom here, mm-hmm. yeah. The thing that we, the boogeyman that we fought and killed, you can now cosplay as that boogeyman yeah. and actually that go Civil around war
0: reenactments. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> you and can that beat shit.
0: Like, like, proudly. god
2: yeah. damn, like we've got that much fucking freedom. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, people, people don't understand that they're a walking goddamn joke whenever they embody that kind of thing too. Mm. Like, yeah. you you know that it's not. Well, I don't know. There, there's been a lot of elitist cats that come out with these very, like, white supremacist. Uh, well, on average, um, uh, African-Americans don't have as high IQ as Caucasians and Asian-Americans. Like, there are those mm-hmm. cats out there as well. But a lot of them, the the body of them, are lost angry
1: disenfranchised
0: motherfuckers man yeah
1: i agree i always want to ask um, to people like that sam harris and those types i don't know what they're getting at it's like they don't they don't see themselves or something what what's your whole point of going on and on about proving the disparities in iq what what are you trying to prove the context of a culturally specific perspective on how to carry on in life. There's right. no value to it. So yeah. you you like, it's, it's like a justification. You, yeah, sure. exactly. You kind of show your cards. I'm like, all right, you've got a higher IQ. So I always say this, you've okay. got a higher IQ according to De- the shit you develop, right? According to the test. Okay. Desalinate water.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. You have a higher IQ. Okay. Do something other than bombing and obliterating people. Yeah. Or, or explain to me with your higher IQ why my my belief that violence is is a tier or two below what's optimal as human beings' uh, IQ measure or not? Explain to me why that's why it's necessary to carry on that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't seem smart enough to think ourselves beyond um, primal impulses. So I don't see the point of it. I you can have your high IQ. You know what I mean? You're wrecking the planet. Yeah, so it's not very smart, in my opinion. <laughs> did you guys? Did y'all hear that Lizzo got the NAACP Image Award for what? You a lie? I I think it's really. I might have to Google it. I what? saw it. She got the NAACP Image Award.
2: <laughs> we are living in a simulation, bro. Yeah,
1: yeah. Someone's oh my God. turned up the silliness factor. She sure did. Forward slash discuss. I Uh, I,
0: I think he said disgust. I was like, God damn, (laughs) Mark. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. Well, and and that's the thing. Like, I appreciate Lizzo. Mm -hmm. I thought Lizzo was fucking dope, super talented whenever she started popping on the scene. Yeah. But using a human being as a justification to idealize Mm -hmm. what amounts to not optimal human physiological operation yep. is stupid. It's, it's fucking stupid and it's highly subjective. Yes. It's no more, you know, we talk about like Rubenesque paintings, mm-hmm. like individual preference plays a role that doesn't change biological facts regarding yeah. health. And, uh, well, and, and again, like, Universal, there are no universal norms regarding attractiveness, maybe like yeah. facial symmetry, shit like that. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not to the point of like, no, love yourself 100% Absolutely.
0: fucking love yourself. But if you love yourself, be happy, take care of yourself.
2: That's the and that is the big that's the big fact because if you bypassing the hard work. Mm-hmm. You loving yourself, it's like America patting itself on the back saying, we're the best country on earth when we got children sleeping in the fucking streets. You going around saying, I love myself, I'm beautiful, but then you ignore potential risks to your well-being. And again, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I know that there is no normative fucking body type, but each one of us does have an optimal
0: function as far as body type is concerned. But I I think that that is a if you want to call it an indictment of, I feel the the African-American culture is like the, the, I don't want to say the flex in the, in while you're in the midst of like just absolute chaos, like people are like, oh, I'm, you know, I got my shit together. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I'm bad, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people that are just like, uh, I'm strong. I'm this, I'm that. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, everyone can see your, and your life is falling apart. Your life's warm. It's it's like people who would take like the selfie of looking like super sexy, and you look in the background of the picture, and their room is just a fucking mess. They just got a mattress on the floor. Yeah, they got a mattress on the floor. You have all this stuff just strewn about. There might be like a kid just like, What are you doing? You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of shit. I <sighs> am like, in here hungry. Yeah, it's like, hey, I need I need some food. And that is an indictment. Like, I feel that, and I'm and I'm not saying that that whoever wins the image award for the NAACP needs to be some super fit person. But you have to realize that when you do stuff like this, it does set a different kind of example. It sets a certain type of mindset for a lot of uh, like uh, African-Americans that are growing up. So for the longest time, one of the things was for in the time of destiny's child and Beyonce. So like that made fantastic music TLC. But when, when the song like, no scrubs came out that song pissed me. at an early age that song pissed me off so bad like hanging when out the
2: Lou passenger heard side. that song
1: he was sitting in his buddy's yeah. car I, I, yeah, yeah. that was
2: my immediate
0: thought you <laughs> no, was no, hanging out the passenger side of something <laughs> wasn't you bitch, <laughs> holla, holla, holla. <laughs> But uh, it just in like the whole the destiny's child like pay my bills you can't pay your bills can't pay my automobiles. like yeah what like are yeah. you are you are you for real? No, I'm not going to be Captain Saveho for you. That's not what I'm going to be. Like that is not what we don't need to try and have what, those type of people self-accountability is a big and real fucking thing.
2: What's hilarious is that it when you operate in those terms, you, even though you're you're really putting your foot down and you're empowered, yeah. you're still in a cage, you yes. still are bound by this power structure that you've you're imbibing in, regardless of Wouldn't like, there be a like, of like joint banking. Jo- it's good. Let's investigate. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, like, but it's the same thing. Like, like you know, people that own dogs, where that dog gets to do whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah, like uh, come, on, rowdy. Yeah, rowdy. Get. Rowdy, get in here! Stop it, Rowdy! Yeah. Like that kind of shit. Like it, that dog don't respect give them a shit about whatsoever. It. But that dog is still a dog. It's yeah. still bound to their fucking like sink or swim, their treatment, whatever. If that person goes, that dog whole a dog's whole world is going to change. So with this this notion, what, what's being fed to. The, the female population with that kind of ideals, it sounds very liberating on one end. Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe maybe we're looking at it too black and white. May, per, perhaps we can have both. Mm-hmm. Perhaps it's it's a little bit of both that you can be belligerent as hell. Like, okay, look, bitch, I have a PhD and I make money, so you better do it too. Yes. Now, now that's okay. But if you, on your do-nothing belligerent as hell for no reason and then people are like well I mean damn like I respect this person mm-hmm. just because they don't give a fuck and then that gets lauded becomes kind of a toxic
0: entity to a degree it seems like mm-hmm. yeah. narrative change for Beyonce when she got a billion dollars <laughs> Yeah, I heard. I heard Everything her
2: breast stink. I heard her breath stink, and that makes sense Jesus to me because I feel like billionaires don't have nobody in their life. Just like yo, you need to go
1: get some perspiration. I just to you. My bike past her house in ninth grade. Did you? Yeah, what? did it smell funny? Nah, it just was a normal house. I'm so a what? Normal, a normal, you know, Beyonce. upper middle class. Yeah, uh, in 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 Houston, Texas, when you go to, I forgot you in Texas, didn't you? Or like. After school, whatever, you go earlier, not later. Yeah. So I'll get up in the morning, like at 4.45 or 5, and I'd ride my bike to Mm -hmm. school, and the moon would be out, uh, and it was beautiful. It it looked like it was nighttime still, and I would ride past um, a small, a little community Called Lake Olympia, uh-huh. and I just ride past Beyonce's house and Akeem Olajuwon's house and really? uh, Sam Cassell's house, hey, and then i would go across all, the street. Akeem the Olajuwon what was in like yeah, Atlanta
2: was on the Rockets. Yeah, and yeah. his house
1: is always open too. At his big white, like whatever that sandy, sparkly white sand is in um, a wall like that and you could go shale, around around like the shale yes. type shit it like sparkled you could go around the back of his house and like all the kids in the neighborhood were always well he was I've never seen him I've never yeah. seen anyone at his house but you could go around the back of his house and like come past the pool and go in the kitchen like get fruit punch or something there was always like a maid or yes. something we're there always there. in a Houston, Houston, you Houston's one of those places where it, well, there's a lot of black people oh, oh, yeah. and a lot of black people doing really well. Atlanta's the same. Yeah, like Atlanta, but it's not fast. It's laid mm. back. It's a, It's a, It's big and dense, but mm. it's um it's a jazz city. It's not a. It's not crazy like Atlanta. But anyway, I just remember remember thinking that my high school played against her high school. She went to a leaf, and funny thing was, it was like the hood high school. Yeah, but I went to the nice high school, um, Elkins, and um they used to beat the shit out of us in football. But whenever you mention Beyonce, that's what makes me think of
0: (laughs) crazy. Well, I do. And maybe she's doing I know she's doing work now. She is inspiring a lot of a lot of people, but it's I still can't help but think of the stuff that was said back then. And I know she was younger and she's older. Times are changing, but people still hold on to that kind of stuff. And I wish that there was more awareness out there that was like, guys, that's not the way that things work every other community you see. I know. Well, in the South, I feel like it's a little bit different. Like people want that dynamic of like the, the woman doesn't really do anything. And the guy just handles all this stuff. Yeah. But I think that what's happening now is that both People are like, no, we're going to each hold our own and then we'll meet in the middle and take care of stuff together. I think I don't think enough of that is happening. It
2: it isn't. It fundamentally isn't fucking happening. And I think that a lot of times you have um, this again, this narrative thing that's always pushed the narrative that's pushed in romantic comedies, the narratives that's pushed in uh, in media, Mm -hmm. whatever media that you you tend to imbibe in. It has a pervasive impact upon our value systems. And let me be honest with you, if I was a woman, if I was, you know, and and that was an option, like I could get to a point where I'm like, okay, I want to do this shit for myself, but I can get me a cat that'll take care of all my shit. And it's totally socially acceptable. Cause if you think about it the other way around, it does happen. There's plenty of mooch ass oh, yeah. dudes that ride women's oh, coattails God, yes. and just chill and stuff. There, there are, yeah, but not. It's not as common. It it isn't as fucking common, and it's definitely not as socially acceptable. Exactly, it's actually the social norm. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's a factor of prestige just in the same breath that like a large engagement ring mm-hmm. is a is a measure of success and prestige mm-hmm. was it Patrice O'Neill said women and this is this ain't my words this is just me throwing some shit out there for y'all fucking freak out but Patrice <laughs> O'Neill uh, said women don't want to be uh, successful they want someone who is successful yeah
1: yeah, sure. Yeah, that that, that's, and, yeah, absolutely.
2: And, and, and that is, again, what, whether there is a, there are biological underpinnings to that, because we've talked about the anthropological implications of, mm-hmm. of basically patriarchy, like brutal patriarchy over hundreds of thousands of years and how that could impact yeah. DNA for both of us. Or if that's just normative societal stuff, because if you go to the old world, mm-hmm. the old world tends to be a little bit more egalitarian in a lot of ways. Even even people that are old school in the old world yeah. tend to be a little bit more egalitarian. You know the where new that's world different? is a little bit more like like cut and dry.
0: You want to know where that's different, where that that doesn't apply? Where what community? The Middle East, the Nigerian community. That's true because it's expected. What's the primary both, religion
2: in in? Uh, well, it's a British.
0: It was former British Christianity? colony. Yeah, so half is Christianity, and then the other half <laughs> is, is Muslim. Muslim. Yeah, but the it's expected that is it a super religious country uh and so i mean like like any group you know i like,
2: need a data set i
0: need some data sets and some interceding variables yeah. and run some shit but the uh um the the husband and wife are both high achieving like it's expect like any if a girl comes out of you know school or whatever and i do she wants to be an engineer like she everyone wants to be able to do their own thing this idea of i just want a guy to Take care of me. It it I I've Oh, you're saying that, that Nigeria
2: effort. is the exception. That's what today. I'm saying. Like there well, no. because
0: of the, the identity. Nigeria going back is a world. Well, yeah, and I'm saying that coming like I think this all kind of circles back to the idea of an identity. Because that idea of like the girl hangs back and the guy handles things, that's a European thing. Like well, and, a,
2: even old world Europe definitely. though has gotten
0: away from that shit. Yeah. That's what that's what and I think I'm talking like the settlers and you like, know, when they first came here, the women just stayed home and all you, all they did was, you know The
2: nomadic are nomadic, like where the waves break type people. Yes, those are the ones that... because if you go to like rural Spain, for yeah. example, rural Spain, and I is not the same as rural fucking Kentucky. Yeah. And and I mean, I mean that in every possible fucking sense, but the value systems that are, are typically found in the old world, like, Mm -hmm. like Nigeria and, and like Europe now, Mm. Scandinavian countries in particular, but they, they've operated under their own kind of system for the longest time. Anyway, they they tend to be a little bit more chill. They've come to the center point with mm-hmm. regard to gender roles and shit like that. So I guess it is here in the United States and it is very much a product of what we're just
0: fed over and over again. And you know what it sounds like? What? You know why? Maybe, maybe that the idea of like, like many or women in the, in the black community, ex- not really expecting having that mindset of like, I want to, I want a man that can like take care of all the, take care of all the stuff and me kind of chill out or just that whole Beyonce, that destiny's child mentality sounds a little slavey to me
1: oh. because that's what you see. That's what we're seeing. I don't think so. I think that's what I think, it seemed like to me. I, I think um, maybe, I mean, I think America makes everyone into egomaniacs, everyone. And whatever your baseline impulse is, I think you just kind of express it like an egomaniac, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, because expressed, with cultural uh, culturally appropriate humiliation, it comes across very endearing and attractively. I want to be taken care of. I want to take care of the home. I'm here to serve my family and my husband. But put it in the blue ribbon winners losers culture of America, and it's my man better take care of me. You know, what yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. I well, think. I think America just does that to everyone. Hey, it yo, makes yo. us. It makes us all monsters. Yeah, that I think. I mean, think who's pushing all these Men and idiots. women. I think. Concert, like corporations, people don't want yeah. to buy and, and, stuff. And who is the,
2: who is the fate? Overwhelmingly, mm. who are the cats that are at the helm of those yeah. entities? Yeah. <sighs> that can take care of you financially yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so if you've got again it's
0: basically this all the very, marketing goes towards that bro it's just so vacuum cleaners bro I how, research vacuum cleaners so much but all the marketing is like it has like we're gonna get, Susie Homemaker with the cool Seth, vacuum Seth
2: we're gonna get all this yeah. money <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get all these yeah.
0: hoes <laughs> it's gonna be gonna
2: great check. man Seth. that shit has been going on for a couple generations at yeah. least in the United States as far as like that Wall Street kind of. Of mentality on things, yeah. but
0: if That's you, like Mad Men it, it's of-
2: it's further commodifying females, in my opinion. And to imbibe in it is playing right into that those hands of, yo. You might be an unruly, opinionated, um, capable, intelligent, uh, forthright individual, but you still you are that individual within the constraints of that social system, whereby that individual is still the hand that feeds you. Mm. And if you even scale that to uh, race relations as well white people love black people for their entertainment value. Yeah. Tell me a white person that don't like a big, silly, fat black person.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Or, uh, 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 and again, big and fat is a, a part of the equation. Yeah. Big, fat, boisterous, loud laugh. Um,
0: self-deprecating.
2: Self-deprecating or, or like over the top just oozing with self-confidence in this like contrasting like, well, you don't fit conventional uh standards for beauty in this country. Oh my goodness, look mm-hmm. at this anomaly. Like it is it's it's menstrual shit. Yeah. And not the time of the month yeah, thing. Know, like yeah. what well, the listeners may not know what a menstrual oh, okay. well, is. But like it, it goes back to some real racist shit. Like uh motherfuckers were basically just utilized for entertainment. Like, oh the tap dancing, uh, does this uh-huh. please your son? That kind of shit. That like, real never racist seen, funkadelic shit.
1: Um, along with that, I never see someone that looks like LeBron James wearing a suit and tie represented. At even the same percentage that African-Americans are represented now. All the guys, the men in, in my industry, they, they're, you know, they're not that imposing. You hmm. know, I wonder if there's anything. I, I, I observe that not only do white people enjoy a black person that carries on the way Chris just described, but they have very next to no tolerance for any other sort of demeanor?
2: And they want you to stay mm. in your fucking lane. Yeah.
1: And let one, me tell you, one that doesn't appease their sensibilities. Well, and I'll be Science? honest. How do you make it in those areas mark? I don't. Oh yeah, I struggle a lot. I'm I'm legit nerdy, glasses, yeah. you know, strange kind of inflection to my voice, kind yeah. of guy. But what I am saying doesn't. Yeah, doesn't match that, and I struggle with it constantly.
0: Well, the funny thing, one of the things that you said a while back was that. Uh, technology doesn't care about your emotions. Yeah, you, and and it's funny in your field. I think yeah. that you tend to take that approach when you're talking to someone yeah. about something, and when people expect you to be the yes. jovial, like, Absolutely. like, wait, he didn't crack a joke with that. He just told me that I sucked at something without Absolutely. saying <laughs> without making it so entertaining it's or the
1: fun. The only thing threatening my employment to to this very day, I struggle with it. It's literally not, and it's amazing that that no one sees it or they, they exist in such a, a privileged or socially uh, comfortable place that they don't even have to question how little unfair it is. But that's all the coaching or like advice I get is about is that whole not what you said, how you said it thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's really interesting. So when it comes to me expressing myself as a professional, and I'm not a accidental technologist, I'm an actual technologist, mm-hmm. surrounded by people who are meandered their way from call centers or something. Mm-hmm. They're not even, you know, studying this. But my entire ask is to make sure you appease the sensibilities of this group of people. I'm I'm just thinking we're putting tires on a car. Mm-hmm. Like you know that's not the kind of impact driver that's going to yeah. strip the bolts. The the wheels will be ruined. And that won't be what the conversation's about. Yep. It'll be about how I made them feel by pointing out what I thought was a dispassionate and impersonal -hmm. Bit of information, it fascinates me. Yeah. Do do you think that, honestly, as organisms,
2: let's let's take it all the way back, just as organisms, and like self preservation and genetics and shit like that. Do you think that there is probably like whenever you hear these motherfuckers is afraid of their race becoming the minority, white people becoming a minority. Do you think there's, they're really speaking for white people or they're just speaking for white men? Do you think they're afraid of the legacy of white men being trounced on? That's a really
1: good uh, distinction to draw. Yeah. I think it's definitely men. I think it's yeah, men. I don't I think, think it's the a, women care at all. Well,
2: Because because for all we care, in this motherfucking room, here in about five generations, we could all be like some shade in between mm-hmm. me and more. Like, just... Yeah. On that kind of spectrum, we'd be fine. Everybody just get to fucking. We'll, we'll we'll work it out to the point where we'll have to really stretch to uh to to shit on somebody based upon physiological characteristics. Right. Um,
0: but, but listen, that that question it always comes from the people who don't have an idea of their identity.
2: Well, that that's true, but at the same time, like I I can't help but think that. These people that are like, my people are being run out. No, you're afraid of your white Anglo Saxon namesake being trounced on because the DNA, the the DNA, hey, the DNA for white females is going to keep going. It don't matter who's reproducing with them, white females are still going to pass their genes on. Are you afraid that some brown, black, beige, Motherfuckers go, gonna gonna out compete you for your females. Is yeah. that the issue? Because I kind of beginning to believe that that might be it. And you talk about intimidation within the workplace. Like even me being the way I am, mm-hmm. being somewhat like more on that the, the ambiguous end of the spectrum. The way I carry on, the way I present myself, my physicality, all that shit. It's viewed as novel. It's appreciated. They understand and respect my utility. Uh, what I know. But I know that I get looked at as a freak to a degree, like an anomaly, mm-hmm. like, hey, he's cool. If we need some hood rat shit done and he need to go talk to somebody, we trust him. He can go to meetings. He can do all this other shit. But we can't give that man the influence of, of having a seat at the table. And if you scale that shit up, if you facilitate other motherfuckers that, again, like you, you was talking about cats like LeBron. Yeah. Like in these high high profession fields, Mm -hmm. it seems like it tapers off. You don't see genetic anomalies, like very physical individuals, albeit that there's tends to be a correlation between physical fitness and mental fitness. Mm -hmm. That's actually the correlation. The old thing is like, Oh, you either dirty and weak or you strong and stupid. Mm -hmm. And that's not really how it is. Uh, You think that tapering off has to do with their aptitude or or their desire? Or do you think that there is a deliberate bid to keep individuals who are very much more in the vein of measuring success in a different way for keeping those entities out? Yeah, I don't know mm. if threats, I go so far threats. to say a,
1: a bid, it would take some work to identify what the behaviors or actions are, you know, that would constitute a bid. But it's certainly this the result of successful Cultural expansion of a particular subset of the human family, white males, is corporate America. It's their idea. You know what I mean? It's 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 their idea reaching its its maximum potential, and it's awesome. I think corporate America's, is I think businesses and and all that. I think commerce and capitalism is great. It's just as it it grows like all other ideas, you start the the pitfalls or the um negatives of that idea kind of start to get a little bigger too, where on a smaller scale they're not that noticeable. Right. But when when corporation is an idea about how to carry on in a civilized way where you are competing for resources. It's one way of doing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you just see some of the, you know, some of the that's all it is. But what happens is the people who identify most closely with that style of thinking also have an ex- uh extrapolated uh lack of tolerance for ideals and styles of thinking that don't align with that so you see it um you see you see that lack of tolerance get a little bigger as well in the corporate you know environment because it's an idea that's gotten really really just like um athletics, for instance, mm-hmm. go to the opposite spectrum. It's not that you can't have a high Q on the football field, but what this is, this is an expression of highly competitive, highly good teamwork people and, and highly athletic people. It's an extreme expression of a certain subset of human qualities. And you'll find that that's not the appropriate place to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like they, they are out to kill nerds or something. It's just you'll find that it doesn't come across well in that environment. Yeah. So that's all it is. No one's really necessarily has to be waking up every morning, thinking about how to maybe oppress another person. But I'm curious. <laughs> how am I going to shit on black people? Yeah, so it, I'm curious. How see, it's not a
2: deliberate
0: bid. It's just,
1: nah,
2: just little tiny things over time yeah, yeah, add up to what amounts to yeah, a side effect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it cultivates too. You get a sort of expectation as well. So that even when you see the real deal, in front of you, someone that could be very effective. But, well, Steve Jobs was like that. He wasn't really good to work for. People didn't like, he was kind of rough to work for, you know? So he was an anomaly in how he carried on inside his corporation, but he was able to produce something that was also unique, you know, and hasn't been done since or, or before, you know? Okay. So,
0: all right. I'm thinking, I feel like we, I like this. I actually like this episode. Yeah, we talked said, about a bunch of well, shit I, for no The fun thing is that I was like, man, I really want us to go down the rabbit hole at least once for. Well, for, we did for, that Yeah, shit. I think we did that today. And I'm, I hell. want us to
1: not call it rabbit hole. What do you want to call it's it? It's demeaning to me. We're is just it? talking. Yeah, it's not. Well, why is it a rabbit hole for? Because. Perhaps surely oh, You don't mean it that way. But no, but I think why that, a rabbit hole? Because whenever Alice in Wonderland, yeah, Alice in, it. in Wonderland, because right. you
0: discover so many different things right. and right. it goes and it's not like it's it flows way more loosely than our other topics that right. have an actual actual thing. This is your I opportunity think, to I rename think, it, Mark. Let's no, do well,
1: it. no. I just think if it's too deliberately topical, then it also kind of becomes contrived. It feels contrived, does it? <laughs> to me, it does. But I'm not a typical listener, so you don't want to. You don't want to set stuff up to, according to my sensibilities.
2: But generally speaking, like
1: if Kalu had
2: showed up, like I ain't uh-huh. know who he was going to talk about today. Yeah. If if Kalu, I walked in the door, Kalu uh-huh. had been thinking about two or three things, or even one thing. He was like, "This is what we talk about today." I'd be like, challenge accepted. Like that's <laughs> that's how the fucking yeah. grow with yeah. it. Like and and I love that. Like it almost. So do I. Almost we could just draw topics out of a fucking hat, yeah. and I'd be like, yeah. all right, yeah. let's yeah. let's do this. No yeah. edits. We yeah. gonna go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd love to have a thing too. where we have more uh, listener submitted topics. If we yeah. did that one time, and we need to go back to doing that because we had we did like a drawing one time where it's like we yeah. drew out of a hat. And uh, the winner, the winning topic. Got I a pizza. Yeah, I, I sent a pizza to their house. I what? had a pizza you do that already. Yeah. So we can just continue a, doing that. that. That's a great idea. You yeah, should should bring that, should that back. Like, hey, topics with pizza should have or something them,
1: like that. Um, maybe kick off the uh, topic by video, doing a video or, yeah. or audio. You can record it. Yeah, beforehand, if you want, and yeah. like see if see if people would participate. I right. would. I'm I wish I could call into my favorite things. I like listen to especially, especially like when this
2: is Mark in it, and then he hang up. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> stop calling us, <Yeah>, Mark. <laughs> especially when. Uh, yeah, when they're talking about something, I just wish one thing would get added, or yeah. they got on a tangent. I don't know. I always want to call in and say, "Don't forget to you know touch on this yeah. thing because I think you were about to say something really good, but you got you know." Yeah, we, we, we did. We
2: we about we we talked our way through. Really, we illustrated how interdependent all this other, this oh, shit yeah. is, but yeah, we never really fully explained one thing. Yeah. in total, but like I'm okay with that. But uh, closing remarks,
0: Kalu? (laughs) Truthfully, my my closing remark would be that we have to realize that when you want to bring up a topic, especially one dealing in black history or anything in general, you have to realize that there's levels to it. There's there's so many different layers to any sort of subject that's out there. And you have to, you can't be so one dimensional. If you're serious about it, you can't be one dimensional. You have to leave yourself open to see how this connects to another thing. It's like playing seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know, like you'll, if if you've played that game before you, you name a movie and you name another movie and you name another movie and it all leads back to Kevin Bacon. I think that you have to be able to play that to show that there's reasons for why certain things happen. And if you don't address that, you're not going to get the full story. Uh, of stuff and so that's kind of my thing that's why i love episodes like these it really allows me to it opens a lot more doors for me to find different things to research and so after this episode i'm going to be looking up tons of other stuff like the idea like why is it that lizzo got the image award? is it solely for fashion is it just her image like i want to look up stuff like that i want to i want to look up things with the black vote in general like how many times have have african-americans been screwed over politically and didn't even know it and why do we continue to support the democratic party every time yeah and the funny thing is like why are there black people saying hey there was who is that akuna is that her name uh yep we listened to to one of her podcast episodes at your house and there was a black republican on there that was getting absolutely flamed he was talking yep Totally logical, but like it, what he was saying was not appealing to their sensibilities. And yes, he was he didn't getting stand a chance. He, it was it's almost like watching, yeah, it was like watching, um, like cells. Wasn't what you guys call a petri dish mm-hmm. or something like that? Mm-hmm. Watching cells just like reject another thing. Yeah. And like the antibodies are in there, like the fuck are you? You don't, yeah.
1: Mean, you oh, don't, yeah. Like the antibiotic that. on the petri dish and yeah. where the bacteria goes to yeah, spread like, and it's, like yeah. it's like, uh, 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 I don't that, care. That worries me more than anything. It yeah. makes me think that we're not mentally capable of real nuanced discourse, that the, the type of discourse is necessary for us to elevate. Yeah. It scares me, man. This guy's yes. just saying regular old stuff. Yeah. And they were going off because he wasn't doing that emotional thing. <laughs> of you know somebody did me wrong and this is why I'm voting for somebody and like you don't he haven't offered up one real reason you like Obama? Remember when we got ran out of WKU? Mm-hmm. Remember what that kid did? It was the exact same thing. He stood up, and the kid had literally a matching whatever that fashion is that's like black and gold with the little symbols. It's either Gucci or Coach. But he had yeah. matching head to head yeah. of all of that on. He looked like a total clown. Yeah. Remember yep. the point, the young kid up at WKU? It was right before, right when Obama got that's voted in November. Just angry just thinking mm-hmm. about it. All and Kalu somehow dragged me up to WKU. <laughs> and we were we were in like some freshman seminar or something and I was like, you guys are a fools if you think Obama's gonna be helpful to the African American community. You can't be helpful to the African American community and simultaneously be a president. Yeah. A little bit more fiery back then than I am now, but this kid like stood up and said something about Huey P. Newton, the Brown Bobber. He just started rattling off stuff. Like it was ridiculous. But it was that same thing. They didn't want to have any kind they didn't want to discuss what we could do for ourselves. They just wanted to say, This is how I feel, and Obama makes me feel better right now in the moment. And because he makes me feel better, he gets all of the these passes. other passes. Yeah. Right? I was like, okay, well, I don't know what you can do it's about that. It's that static
2: mindset. It's mm-hmm. that mindset of I'm this way and I like things this way instead of viewing ourselves and our surroundings as being dynamic and ever-changing.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's your closing statement?
2: I want to say uh, to clarify, you know, we we touched on, uh, you mentioned Lizzo getting the uh, NAACP mm-hmm. Image Award. Yeah. Uh, And we talked about diet and, you know, the black community and how historically like there's a litany of issues that are associated with what would be considered a traditional African-American diet. But beyond that, uh, you know, once again, somebody's physical appearance should never be a point of fucking ridicule unless it's, you know, I mean. And I'm going to be realistic. If it's in quiet, like if me and Kalu is sitting somewhere and they's some raggedy looking motherfucker on TV or even if they struggling and they're a nice person, if we have the opportunity to slip in an uncouth joke, then that
0: shit is going to happen from time yeah, to time. Intent right? and context is everything.
2: Absolutely. And and it doesn't make you two-faced. It's intent and context. Now, when it comes to somebody who is is quite obviously not at their optimal weight mm-hmm. physically. And, and they're allowed to be at that weight as a virtue of residing in this society as a, uh, a child of uh, surplus mm-hmm. indulgence. Most all of us are that's, that's one of the the <laughs> fundamental elements of being an American and growing up in America is being a child of surplus and consumption. Mm-hmm. So you almost, whenever you take up that, when you take that up as A physical ideal that in and of itself, I feel like is an indictment of American culture beyond the biological implications, Mm -hmm. because then you tell children, "Okay, it doesn't matter how you treat your body or what you put into your body. You're beautiful regardless of that. That might be fucking true. You might you might be able to destroy your body and still be physically Uh, conventionally appealing, you definitely can probably put whatever the fuck you want to in your body and still be a beautiful human being as far as the way you conduct yourself. Mm -hmm. However, spreading around this notion that that it is in some way equitable to go around saying like, well, nobody ever criticized Chris Farley or John Candy or John Belushi or any of these heavier set male actors or, you know, figures, public figures, it seems to only be a female thing. And quite obviously in reference to like Lizzo and the fact that she's catching only whenever that body type is being pushed in some way as a physical ideal, does it become problematic for some of us who are like, look, Hey, you can be you can be beautiful. You can find that beautiful. Your your significant other can find that beautiful. Do you? Mm-hmm. This is this should be the place on earth where you allowed to do you and do whatever you want to. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit by and agree with you that it's a healthy way to fucking exist, and yeah. it's not a healthy thing to imbue in children who are already the heaviest children on the
0: damn planet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mark, what about you, man?
1: I'll just say. With regard to Lizzo and that perspective, um, it's being talked about right now. What Peter Griffin said, Peter Griffin, (laughs) I love where this is going. Um Men are not fat. Only girls are fat. That's why Chris Farley and them don't factor in. That's it. God damn it. That's incredible. All right,
2: guys.
0: Do we have any shameless shout outs? I
2: got to give a shameless shout out to uh, the homie Tyler Young. Uh He just hit a a good PR. Hell of a fucking PR. Yeah. Was it 360 on long? oh yeah i saw that yeah yeah it was a hell of a, a a personal best for him he's getting ready he's gearing up to go compete in a world strongman competition in ukraine mm-hmm. and sorry for the way i say it, i've been under the weather and uh on medications for sorry, my sinuses okay you know how it is <laughs> but uh shout out to tyler young um i'm i'm walking into my second month of programming I'm probably going to have to take a chill pill this week and uh, wait till I feel a little bit better before I can jump on that shit. But man, my posterior chain back, all of that shit has never been more functional, stronger, uh, less riddled with aches and pains. Mm -hmm. Tyler is an asshole, mad scientist, man. Like he he will set you up for success. And by that fourth week or whatever, man, he rained down fire and brimstone on your ass. Like, it's six sets of six of everything, right. and it's heavy, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I need to get out of here. But <laughs> uh, if he – a tough leg day I, yesterday. I, I know that the man has a lot on his plate, mm-hmm. an enormous amount on his plate, uh, competing, working full-time in uh, mental health. He's in the same field that I'm in, being a dad. So if he has a spot open up for him to coach your ass – God, you better jump on that shit because it's a steal. Yeah. He he is going to invest more in you than your dollar is ever going to be worth. Mm-hmm. So, again, shout out to Grade Eight Performance. Shout out to the
1: homie Talia. All right.
0: Mark, do you have any shameless shout outs?
1: No, no shameless shout outs this okay.
0: time. Uh, yeah, on Saturday, I competed in a, a, a food competition challenge. So I do want to give a shout out to Bartley Weaver. Um, oh love bartley yeah yeah shout out to bartley weaver he's for, one of the uh, good ones he is one of the good ones <laughs> for calling me to to come out there and uh you know keep me interested i originally wasn't going to at first was like yeah i am going to do it and then i was like no fuck that i want to die and then just talking with him i was like man let me go out there yeah because
2: he made he's sweet talk. he's like yeah, man that ain't man. no thing yeah. yeah
0: and so i was able I talked with him and went there and competed uh I won, which was, I, I don't know how I'm proud of that because it was like 3,000 calories, probably more. It's super slutty. But
1: it's not about the calories. You won. Huh? <laughs> I yeah, I got, I got That's dumbed. dope. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear yeah. you say that. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. I
0: end up winning. You won. Uh, uh, but uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Boyce General Store uh, for hosting that competition. Yeah. And,
2: Boyce um, General
0: Store out in the Albaton? Yeah, it's Albaton. It's on, I don't know the street. I had the GPS and I was like, this is way too far out for me. But, uh, Wanted to give a shout to them. I want to give a shout to Park Street Donuts. Um, that was part of the challenge. There were some donuts in there. And uh, those donuts, man. Holy shit. Make you go nuts, man. Huh? They make you go nuts. Where's the donut place at? It's on Park Street. In here our Bow-
1: Park Street. Yeah,
0: so um, I, like my, I like my donuts like I like my women glazed. Thick and bad for your health. So, it was, uh, it it's was true. It was pretty, yeah. It was powdered. pretty intense. Huh? They powdered. Can, yeah, they can be powdered. I mean, I can take some chocolate ones, but, you know, like, <laughs> you know I mean. but, uh, You'll get in trouble. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get shot. Dude. But no, so it was, are uh, they,
1: are they, like, um, uh, whatever, handmade? They, yeah, donuts yeah, they're again. handmade. They're just whatever. big
0: and cool. juicy, man. Goddamn. I mean, just <laughs> thick. Fucking donut. Gotta try it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, there is great. It was really good, good flavor and everything. But I felt like absolute ass afterwards, and so I went to go watch the fights at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. But I ate a salad. My I ate a salad? I was like, I'm not <laughs> having anything crazy. I've had no carbs today. I told you. I told it.
2: you about eating salad from places like that. And I was <laughs> hey, like, it was pretty good, actually. Look, you're playing Russian roulette, though. No. It's <laughs> so a good fun. rule of thumb. You don't eat salads from place. Don't eat non. Just fire like yeah, scorched yeah, shit yeah. from places where you got potentially questionable kitchen staff that yeah. are just ready to go to fuck <laughs> home <laughs> yeah unless well. you got motherfuckers making their salads yeah. like by hand like with some um, what are they ma- masculine greens yeah. and shit like that well yeah mine
0: had it wasn't just like basic lettuce I mean it was like I know but
2: but 18 year old Tory <laughs> who has uh, her nose running <laughs> And is on her phone texting, a <laughs> is like, eh. Adam crou- yeah, fucking croutons. Fucking croutons. Oh my God. Oh, he didn't want any croutons. And then she just, just, just takes her bare out. hand and she's like, This black motherfucker is going <laughs> to. If there's a crouton in there, he's just going to eat gonna it. Fruit. And then you're like, Here, ah. So you play a Russian roulette with your he life tips again. bad enough anyway. So let me
0: just <laughs> you, go ahead and a, make sure that this you croutons-
2: keep on. It won't be the last time your
0: butthole explodes from some questionable salad. <laughs> so far, I'm good so far I'm good so shout out to all those people Uh, uh, I'm glad that you guys well I hope that you guys found value in this episode Um, as always hit us up on Facebook that's the Salumas podcast go to Instagram at the Salumas podcast um we're guys wherever we're on spotify we're on google play we're on itunes there's no reason that you guys can't find us on there if you can do us one favor please reach out to a friend and share any one of our episodes if there's one that really that you were really feeling do that share that episode with them let them just engage in some kind of conversation and if it becomes something big enough reach back out to us and let's talk more about it i did a an FYFT episode on Friday with with one of my friends, Megan. It was fantastic being able to go and hear her story. I'm going to be airing that one this week. So shout out to you, Megan, for coming out there and opening up and just telling your story. I'm so excited to be able to get that episode out. But guys, I hope that these episodes so far during Black History Month have been very valuable to you guys. It's been good for us. I've learned a lot. I hope you guys have done done so as well. So kick all the ass this week, do something special, and we are out <laughs>